You're listening to The Outfield with Eddie Robinson on Sirius XM OutQ. Now, earlier to, in, in the show, we played a little clip from the actual uh, ESPN feature called The Courage Game where you inspired this uh, 12-year-old, Braden Lang, outside of Philadelphia, and, and basically you've transformed his life. But look, you actually transformed a community 12 years ago, or you know, nearly a decade before Major League Soccer player Robbie Rogers played for the LA Galaxy. And you know, prior to Jason Collins coming out with the Brooklyn Nets, you know, prior to Michael Sam with Missouri defensive end, here you are, you know, coming out as openly gay in 2004. Um, and so fast forward here in 2015, tell us why you felt it necessary to build this relationship with this 12-year-old kid, Braden Lang, and Braden's parents. Um, well, I would say when I came out way back then, it was a different world, and there really weren't any um, openly gay role models for kids like Braden and kids in middle school and high school who were feeling alone like I had felt so many years ago. And I knew it was important for me at the time to put myself out there and share my story and, and be someone that kids could look to and say, you know, maybe I could be like that someday. Maybe life will be okay for me. And I've tried to keep myself out there as much as I can while also um, doing the biology research and from, from time to time, kids have reached out to me um, asking for different things. I've had kids in high school who've emailed me and said, I'm gay, but most people don't know, and I feel very intimidated at my school. Um, you know, what can you do? And I've said, oh, well, why don't I come out to your school, and I'll speak to the students and the coaches, and we'll work with the community. And I've had a lot of experiences like that, and it's been really positive. Um, I've got. I, I love getting to um, visit schools and, and talk to the to the kids and, and the, the teachers, and it seems to really improve the environment when we do that. And so when Braden's parents reached out to me, um, it was it was along the lines of something that I've always been up for doing, which is when someone reaches out for help, trying to help in the way that I can. Um, mm -hmm. And so this was obviously a unique opportunity because Braden is so young. And coming out at that age is um, not something that most families with kids that age have dealt with, not something that the school had dealt with. And so it was, it was very specific. And so um, we really wanted to focus on putting together a, a sports event that would, would not be about sexuality, but would really just be about supporting everyone, gay or straight. Um, and, and it really was an unbelievable event. Well, tell us more about that event. For those who don't know, what is the Courage Game? Uh, there had to have been a lot to go into putting on this kind of a game um, for this to take place. I mean, tell us more about how that all came about. Absolutely. Um, I mean, it was really an unbelievable moment in time, um, and it required a lot of effort from a lot of different people. Um, there's a, a few people in the lacrosse community um, and in the, the gay sports community who I've been close with, and we've talked about doing different things. Um, I've been involved in the You Can Play project. and um, So when 
I thought about doing something like this. The first person I reached out to was um, Nick Welton, who is a um, lacrosse coach in Seattle. He had reached out to me earlier about doing some kind of gay lacrosse team or um, tournament, something um, to just to let kids know that there are plenty of gay lacrosse players and that they can all, you know, be okay. And um, so I reached out to him, and, and he did an unbelievable job um, putting this thing together with, with me. And I reached out to Glenn Whitman from the You Can Play Project, and, and he pitched in in a big way. And Braden's parents, um, Scott and Mandy Lang, they just wanted to do whatever they could. They were, they were so unbelievably appreciative um, for what we had done to help their, their son and their entire family. And it was really this incredible effort. Uh, Mandy went door-to-door um, in Philadelphia getting local companies to, to help out and sponsor different aspects. And we had a lot of people in the lacrosse community who heard about it as we were putting this together and wanted to, to help out and be a part of it. Um, in the end, we had about um, 60 kids, uh, many of them who had played with Braden or knew of him, who came along um, and played in a youth game. And then after that, we had an adult game, and I played in it, Braden's father played in it, Nick um, played in it, and a, a bunch of people came down from Massachusetts and Maryland and fr- from all over the country, um, gay and straight, to, um, to, to, to play. It, w- it was really, really special. We're talking with three-time All-Ivy League, two-time NCAA Division I All-American lacrosse goaltender who became the first openly gay pro athlete in the country to publicly announce that he was gay. And he's now a research scientist at UCLA, Dr. Andrew Goldstein, 866-305-6887. How is Braden doing right now? I mean, I, I know it's important to talk about that aspect because you know you mentioned it here you have a young child here who's 12 years old and at one point was being bullied and thinking of committing suicide and then now i'm sure i mean i imagine he's returning to school you know and now he's been on espn sports center feature here uh he's he's getting all this press time how is i'm sure he's like a cool kid now how is he doing right now um brayden yeah, I mean, Braden's been on quite an accelerated journey in the last year. If you really think about it, you know, most of us um, from our generation spent five, ten, maybe more years in the closet feeling bad about right. themselves, really struggling right. in, in a dark time. He went through a very accelerated phase where he came out shortly after turning 12, um, and it, it seemed okay at first, and then all of a sudden things started to, to fall and um, it, it got very dark very quickly. And, um, you know, through our relationship and through the Courage game, he started to, to gain confidence and start to really feel like he has a place for him on this earth of being himself. And um, through this experience, um, I think if you watch the Sports Center feature, you really see the ultimate goal was to get him back to normal, as they say, which is just to be a 12-year-old kid, just a fun-loving, an athlete, a, a good kid in school with his friends, just doing regular things. And I think um, that's the ultimate goal. He's, he's adjusting to that um, in, a, in a new school now in seventh grade. And I think he just wants to um, enjoy himself and... Um, like he said, just get to be a normal kid, and 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 yeah. that seems to be happening right now. And I'm I'm so proud of him where he's come, and um, 
I got to meet a lot of his friends, and they're unbelievable kids. They they keep him in his place, so they're uh, good influences on him, and, and his entire family is really um, su- supporting that. And his family as well. I mean, his parent. how are they doing? I mean, let's be honest here, Dr. Goldstein. We're talking about a 12-year-old, and there are parents. I don't know this for a fact, but I can assure you that there are parents at his school that don't think that he's a cool kid. There are parents who, you know, forgive me for stereotyping or profiling here, but they're parents who just might not feel comfortable. And they look at this Kim Davis, the the clerk who was released out of jail after denying same-sex marriage licenses to local couples. They look at her as a hero. I mean, has Brayden's parents discussed with you on some level the concerns that they might have had moving forward with their son and what they're going to be kind of keeping in mind as they move forward with Brayden's life, livelihood? Yeah, look, I mean, there are realities to all of this. And I think what's really interesting is, you know, we grew up in a time where it was very clear that there was no healthy version of a um, adult gay relationship, and, th- and there was really right. no healthy gay life. Um, and we've all kind of gotten to defy that and gotten to live um, a, a real life. And, and Braden's come up in a time where he didn't necessarily see all the same things. And I think when he came out, you might say it was somewhat naive that he he really didn't think being gay was a bad thing, which I think is, is just so beautiful. And I think the realities hit him very hard after that, where suddenly he realized, oh, there are a lot of people who don't like the fact that I say I'm gay. And um, and that's really what, what hurt him and, and put him into, into quite a, a quick depression. Um, and I think the families had to deal with a lot of issues, um, maybe some of the kids not getting invited to parties, some of the um, parents turning away from, from the family. Uh, it's a tough thing. Um, of course, you understand everyone has their own beliefs. And um, look, it's, um, it's just the reality of the world we live in. Yeah. But the most important thing for Brayden and, and kids like him mm-hmm. is when you have your family support, no matter what happens mm. out in the world, you can go home and, and you have people who love you and, and care for you. And, and now Braden has these role models um, all around the country. Um, and he, I think the, the whole family understands they, they've been through mm-hmm. things. They've been shunned in their community in certain times, and they've been really supported and, and respected. And, and the Courage Game shows that there are more people who have their back um, than those who will, will stand against them. And... I think it's okay to understand that not everyone is going to be with you at all times, but to know that the the positive outweighs the negative. And folks, we're talking to the first openly gay pro athlete who played lacrosse, uh, uh, Dr. Andrew Goldstein, because he's also a research scientist at UCLA. He's here on the outfield, and I'm very curious to let's you know focus this conversation now on you, Dr. Goldstein. We're going to talk about this remarkable prostate cancer situation here. I mean, you're almost in the, in the point of curing cancer. But here's the situation here. There's thoughts on this huge disconnect that's going on as it relates to the media and professional athletes who are gay, but they're closeted. We had You Can Play director Wade Davis on our show two, three weeks back, and he recently said, and I quote, The LGBT community wanted Michael Sam to be an advocate. And when I heard that, I almost fell out of my chair. I was like, are you kidding me? You know, we wanted him to be a football player. And so what I I did some research and I looked at what you said back in 2004. And there was a quote that you said in it. And I'm reading it verbatim. 
when I considered coming out to everyone, close friends reminded me that I had an obligation to be a positive role model for gay people who are struggling with their identity, especially in sports. And you, you go on to say, I didn't want to have this obligation. I just wanted to play the sport that I love. How do you feel about this now? Because we seem to be in a really intense dilemma as it relates to, you know, what had you, what you were thinking about back in 2004 and now what we're looking at in 2015 going into 2016 with Wade Davis saying that about Michael Sam and how the LGBT community wanted him to be an advocate. I, I didn't particularly disagree. I, I, I disagreed with him and I don't think that the LGBT community wanted him to be an advocate. They wanted him to be a football player. And so how do you look at this? Because now we're getting reports that there are NFL players who want to come out, but they're afraid of the media. They're afraid of how they're going to be looked at at the media. And we just had Sam Stanley from the UK, the first ever openly gay rugby union player on. And he was basically telling us, you know what? I had those concerns, but they were all fear-based and everything feels wonderful right now. And I've got this feedback of, of support. Did you, how do you feel this way now? You know, do you feel the same way as you did back in 2004 in saying that your close friends were sort of pushing you to say you've now have an obligation to be a positive role model? Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that right now moving forward? And as if, if you can put yourself in the minds of other closeted athletes, do they have a point? Well, I'll tell you, it's a real personal issue. And back in 2004, it was really hard for me um, to put myself out there beyond what I was comfortable with. I think a lot of people, they have to put themselves first because we're all here on this earth. We have to get up every day and, and live our lives. And um, I think that has to come first. But I know for myself, I spent so many years not knowing if things were going to be okay. And I knew that just by putting myself out there, there was a possibility that some kid or maybe hundreds of kids were going to say, hmm, I think it's okay for me. Kids were going to sleep a little bit better knowing that um, I had been able to, to make it and play my sport. And, um, and so it was really an easy decision for me when I thought about the difference that I could make in someone's life by just sharing my story, even if it was uncomfortable for me to put it out there. You know, flash forward to today, it's a different time. I think there are mm -hmm. many gay athletes at many levels that, that kids could look to, but at the same time, every story that we share makes a difference for someone. And I think what really struck me with Braden was... Um, he didn't know my story because I had come out, you know, basically when he was born. And there aren't enough current role models in every sport. So mm. the, the kids these days, maybe they don't know um, what's happened even before them. So uh, on the one hand, um, I would say there are a lot more athletes out there right now that, that can show kids that, that they can live their life and, and be okay. But at the same time, it's, it's so silly that... Um, you can change people's lives just by, just by being yourself and sharing your story. To think that someone would be so afraid to do that, you have to think they're really struggling with their own personal issues. And like I said, this is personal. And, 
you know, I think Michael Sam is a really interesting um, example because I guess what he was saying was he has to focus on his own mental health, which I think has to come first. <laughs> you know, you, you can't be a role model to someone else um, when you're struggling just to get out of bed in the morning and, and feel good about who, who you are. Um, but when you do have the opportunity to put yourself out there, it's unbelievable what you can do just by being yourself. You know, you don't have to get up um, in front of a podium and, and give a beautiful speech. You just have to go out there and be yourself and do your thing. And just in doing that, it shows other people that they can live their own lives. And so I think that really reconciles, I think, what Wade Davis was saying versus what, what you're feeling, which is we didn't need him to be an activist or an advocate. We just needed him to be himself. And in many ways, he's, he's finally being himself right now. Um, and, and maybe that needs to happen away from the spotlight. Don't miss the outfield. Sundays, 11 a.m. East, 8 West on Sirius XM LQ.